Hello everyone, I'm Denise Boggs, and I want to welcome you as we journey together through Healing the Heart. Hello everyone, this is Denise Boggs with Living Waters Ministry. I want to welcome you to come and have tea with me today. Tea. And you know what? This tea represents for me forgiveness. Forgiveness with family. And you might say, Denise, that sounds strange. Well, it, it is until you hear my story. Did you know that family pain is the hardest of all the painful things to forgive. And yet Jesus said, Forgive us our debts, Lord, as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us, Lord, as we forgive. And so that little word, as we, or two words, that means that it should be an ongoing process. One activates the other. You stop one, you stop both. So if we stop forgiving others, then all of a sudden, the forgiveness that we're seeking for, seeking God for, we've stopped the flow of forgiveness. He didn't stop. We stopped it. We stopped it. So you might wonder, why does a teacup, it's a really pretty teacup too, teacup and saucer. My mother gave it to me. And... When I was grieving the passing of my mother, grieving her death, this helped me to grieve, this teacup and saucer. It helped me because I would, I would keep it sitting on our living room table, and I'd see it every day. So I was facing it every day, facing it, feeling it, and forgiving Face it, feel it, forgive it. Those three words, if you can start repeating that, it'll help you in your forgiveness process. So what did I need to face with this teacup and saucer, you might ask? Well, let me tell you. My mother was a wonderful lady. I loved her dearly. She, was, she had fine china and beautiful teacups and saucers and just a beautiful home. But I always wanted her to live close. I wanted her to live near us and our grandchildren. And I wanted her to be a part of our family. I wanted that so bad. And you know, you may have a family member that you have been longing for them to have a relationship. And they, for some reason, choose not to. My mother lived in another state, three or four states away from us. And so we didn't get to see her that often. And so it was painful once she passed away, even to face the fact that we had missed out on so much of her life and she missed out on our life. And I kept trying to invite her to come and... Um, the teacup and saucer represented that the life she chose was a life in, a, in a, another type of life than life with us as family. And that was hurtful. It was painful. Painful. 
But it was even more painful once she passed away because then the opportunity was gone. It was gone for a relationship with her. We would go down twice a year and visit her as often as we could. And, of course, I would talk to her on the phone and we would Facebook and those kinds of things. But she wasn't part of our everyday family. It was almost like she was a guest that would come for tea, but that was it. And so when I got her things after she passed, I got all of her teapots and teacups. And it's like, oh, I wanted to know her, not as a visiting guest to have tea with. I wanted to know her more. So let's think about you and your life. Is there someone that's hurt you? Someone that's hurt you and you've never been able to really face it? Feel it and truly forgive. So you've got to first face it. What did you lose? Did you lose a relationship? What did you lose? And then once you face it with your mind, you think about it, then with your heart, feel it. Feel it. Let yourself feel what you have lost. Feel it. And then forgiveness. What is forgiveness? You know, a lot of people have misunderstood forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't mean you're saying it's okay. That's not what forgiveness is. Forgiveness means you are releasing the debt that they owe you. You're releasing it. You're not looking to them, requiring anything from them. Now with my mother... I was forgiving her all along. Every time I would go visit and just want to be with her so bad, I would work through forgiveness again. Or she'd come visit and leave and wave goodbye, forgive again. And then at her passing, forgiveness was even stronger. But forgiveness means you are releasing them from what you are asking them to give you. You're forgiving the debt they owe. Forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors is what Jesus was saying in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 12. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Our debtors are those that you're looking to them for something that they have either not given or withheld from you or hurt you in some way. And so forgiveness also does not mean, okay, it doesn't mean you're saying it's okay that it's, and it's not letting them off the hook. Forgiveness is releasing them to God. Let God do the convicting. Let God show them. Let God heal them so that they will not treat you the same way any longer. Do you know that the things that hurt you are probably because someone else was hurting And they're doing the same to you that was done to them. So you have to understand. With understanding brings grace. You have to understand. And so if you're forgiving someone, you've got to understand they probably had some pain that they were dealing with. And that's why they hurt you. So... Forgiveness is not saying it's okay. Forgiveness is not saying they're off the hook. No, you're just releasing them. 
But I want to tell you what God showed me about forgiveness that was so powerful. And he showed me one time, Jesus said to me, is my blood not enough? I saw him. I saw the Lord with his hands covered in blood, the nail prints. And they were re- he was reaching them towards me. And he said, Denise, is my blood not enough to pay the debt that they owe you? Is my blood not enough? I'm like, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord, your blood's enough. Is my blood enough? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I had to answer several times. Yes, Lord. Oh, Lord, your blood's enough. Because, see, Jesus shed his blood for my sin, but he also shed his blood for that person that sinned against me. So if I'm not saying his blood's enough for their sin, then it's not enough even for my sin. His blood's got to be enough. And when I said, yes, Lord, then he said, then receive my blood. And I put my hands on his hands. I felt it. I literally felt the blood of Jesus. And I felt it was almost just like electrifying, like you'd been shocked. I felt it all through my body. And the pain was gone. The blood was enough to take the pain away. The blood was enough. And when I said, yes, Lord, your blood's enough. And I put my hands. He was gone. After I received his blood, he was gone. But you know what? I've never been the same. I have never been the same. And some of the hardest things ever to deal with, I've had to go through. But the moment I say, Lord Jesus, your blood is enough, I receive your blood as payment in full. They owe me nothing. When I say that, the pain is gone. I've released it, and I've received the blood. And you know what? Think about it a minute with me. Can you see now why the enemy tries so hard to get you and to get me to hold on to grudges? Do you see why? Because there's life in the blood. There's life in the blood. There's life in the blood of Jesus. And when we receive his blood as payment in full, we receive more life flow. More life. So, of course, the enemy doesn't like that. He doesn't want that. So think about it. Who have you been holding a grudge towards? And it's time today to face it, to feel it, and forgive. And you'll experience more life. That's what abundant life is. There's life in the blood, in the blood of Jesus. So I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you to look in the Word. Look at what Jesus says. Look at what David says about forgiveness. Look at what, you know, this is one thing that David said. He said, in Psalms 32, 5, he said, When I kept silent, my bones were waxing old through my roaring all the day long. That could be some unforgiveness right there. Okay? And then he said in Psalms 32, 5, this was amplified, but as I was unfolding the past, 
till all was was told. Then that release comes. And you know what? David said this too, Psalms 55. He said, my heart was so pained within me, so pained within me. Do you know if David can say he had pain? I think it's okay if you and I say, we've been hurt. We've had pain. And then in Psalms 55, verses 17, 18, he even gives you a time frame to work through it. He said, evening, morning, and at noon. I'm going to pray and I'm going to cry loud and I'm going to release it. Release it. Cast that burden on the Lord. So take what the psalmist David walked through and apply it to your life. I did. I did. I began to look at every painful thing and say, Lord Jesus, your blood's enough. I receive your blood. They owe me nothing. I'm not going to look to that person any longer. They don't owe me anything. I'm not looking to them to pay a debt that you've already paid. You know what thought comes to me just right now? You're, look, you're saying that his blood's not enough if you're looking to someone to pay you something. Now, what if they do make recompense? What if they do make restitution and begin restoring back? Then that's fine. You receive it as a gift. But you don't do it out of a demand. That's unforgiveness. Forgive us our debts, Lord, as we forgive our debtors. So I want you to put all of this to thought and to prayer and ask the Lord to begin creating with you a pure and a clean heart. Because it's not until we can work through all this pain that our heart is completely clear and then No matter what comes our way, we're not overwhelmed by it. We can forgive and release. You know, many of you may be thinking right now, you don't know how hard it's been to try to forgive my dad. He abused me. And you know, I don't want to come across in any way minimizing pain because it is hard to forgive. I understand that because you know why? The pain is in your memory. It's in your memory. You remember the painful beatings. You can remember the painful things that happen. Okay. So what forgiveness is, is not, it's not that you're saying, I'm wiping it out. Everything's fine now. No. You're saying, I'm making a decision. I'm not going to grieve the Holy Spirit because I'm feeling convicted right now. See, the Holy Spirit, listen to me, once the Spirit of God's moving and stirring in your heart, then that means He's the Holy Spirit is leading you beside those still waters to heal you. Okay? Let the Holy Spirit lead you through this. And I'm going to read this in Ephesians. Paul said it this way. It says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. (laughs) Okay, and then it says, listen, that's in verse 30. Then it says, letting all bitterness and wrath and anger, (laughs) resentment go. Okay, put it away. So right now you grab hold of the anger. You grab hold of the resentment. You grab it and say, okay, I am resentful. 
okay, I do feel angry right now. You grab hold of the emotion, the feeling right then. You have to grab hold of that before you can even forgive. You got to grab hold of it. Say, I am angry. I really am angry. I am angry about the abuse. Okay. And then it says this. It says, and then verse 32, it says then, understanding, I'll read the whole verse, be kind, helpful to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate, understanding. Okay, understanding. Even if you were abused, you need understanding. Okay? You got to have understanding to be able to forgive. Now, let me say this. Understanding brings grace. Someone that was abused will be an abuser. They were abused. They become an abuser. Then you need to get healed to be free and break the curse because it can be going, it can be a generational iniquity. And we'll talk about that in another podcast, okay, or another session. But listen to this. Gain understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Okay, so there are steps to it. But know this, just know this and understand it. If you feel the stirring in your spirit, it is the Holy Spirit saying, now's the time. I'll help you. Now's the time. I'll help you. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. Say, okay, Lord. Okay, help me. Lead me through it. Don't quench the spirit. And then, then grab hold of the emotion and say, I am, I am, I am angry. I am angry. You know that Paul even says, be angry and sin not. So if you're angry and you grab hold of your anger, then you can release the anger through forgiveness and not sin with it. If you don't release your anger through the forgiveness, you will sin with that anger. You know, it's interesting. The Bible comes alive once you start reading it through the eyes and through the lens of healing. It comes alive. It's like, oh, is that what Paul was saying? Don't let the sun go down. Oh, that's why Paul said that. Yes. Don't let the sun go down. As the Spirit is leading you, moving in you to forgive someone, He will lead you through it so that you can release them, receive the blood of Jesus as full payment for their sin against you. You've released them to God, and now it's far from you. It's not going to any longer hold you captive. Pain holds you captive through unforgiveness. Don't let another day go by that you're held captive. 